Now, see here. This won't do. This has gone quite far enough. Beyond the bounds of prudence and good taste. <laughs> In the year 2007 AD, DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its eight-dimensional probes. Theorizing that one could save the world with the teachings of popular culture, Dr. Sean, Buck, Gilberto stepped into the TVA and accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, existing in an imaginary non-space called the Inner Webs. His chief advisor on this journey is Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appears in the form of a voice Sean can only sometimes hear. They are often accompanied by other travelers on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn, Scary Gary, Mandrew, Robo Brooks, and Tracy Luna. I am wrong, an experimental robot built by Sean to be his constant companion. We've been running ever since, leaping from life to life pointing out things that once went wrong, in movies and TV. In this strange wild adventure inexplicably known as... TV ate my dinner. To TV ate my dinner. My name is Sean. I'm sitting here with Greg and Andrew. What's up? Hola. Celebrate our illustrious seventh anniversary. That's crazy, man. Seven years. Yeah, and we haven't gotten any better at it. <laughs> Maybe even a little worse. Because <laughs> when we in the next seven years we're gonna we're gonna get this right. When we, when we first started, we actually had a format sort of. <laughs> now it's just a. Uh, no, it's just us. Yeah, I think. Well, I actually think we're just more honest. The free for all. Ourselves. It's like a cage match of conversation. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to find. Actually, today somebody asked me about the the Doctor Who anniversary special, and I referred them to our podcast. <laughs> You know, if you really want to know my feelings, you know, go listen to the I've TV. I've gone to the trouble of pre-recording a response to that question. <laughs> I've kind of done that before, and somebody asked me, somebody was talking about Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> they said, and I was like, oh, and they're like, what? That's a great movie. I was like, no, it's not. And they're like, why? And I was like, you're just going to have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> it, is funny. it must be really annoying because I, I find that all the time. It's like, we covered this already. It's like, look, I don't listen to your show. Can we just have a real conversation? No, I've had all my real conversations. I put them out there on the internet so I don't have to bother talking to people in real life. <laughs> yeah. I've already talked about this. It's, and it's I've very already handy, actually, position. to do that. You know, so. yeah, it saves us the trouble of having to know anyone. Yeah, so I guess our, our very first episode of this show was was published on the 21st of July, 2007. Interesting. Very cool. And the subject yeah, so was the first Transformers movie. Yeah, which is yeah, which is why I like to cover Transformers. Wow, it was 2007? That's pretty later in the thing. 
Mm. I thought it was sooner than that, just because, man, I started working up here with Brooks in 2005 of July. And I, f- I just feel it's, you must have talked about doing it for like two years. Greg, <laughs> Greg, we were ta- we did Skype conversations for a while, and Greg tried to get us to do a podcast forever. It didn't sound interesting to us. <laughs> and basically, I said, look, it's just recording what we're doing right now. Yeah, that, that's like eventually what we like. What we settled on is like, fine. We're just going to talk about movies and stuff. <laughs> Well, we wanted to. I wanted to be a little yes. bit deeper than that, but you know, I think Brooks was a little standoffish about like getting on any kind of like serious. Well, I don't, I don't really like talking politics and that kind of stuff. Well, not I don't, serious. I mean, like entertainment politics, like you know. Yeah. Well, we I don't mind. I think we talk. We do, I, we do I like to talk bit, about yeah. the nuts and bolts the way we do. I don't really like. <laughs> I mean, I just want to keep it. On a somewhat positive note, when we're talking about stuff, well, sure. sometimes I, would, I mean, I wouldn't want to. Like, like, you know, you're out of your element. Always do that. <laughs> but yeah, so tonight we'll we'll talk about Transformers Four. Mm, yeah. So that shouldn't take very long. I mean, I'm I'm the same with all the Transformers <clears throat> movies. I really don't. I mean, they don't bother me one way or the other. I enjoy them. I I pretty much know what they are. I think the, the the third one really bothered me because the third one was weird. The beginning, the first half of that movie when it was being this kind of weird comedy, like vulgar comedy kind of thing. I usually don't get, I'm, I'm like the crassest person in the world, but it's, it was weird, that third well, one. Well, you know, the comedy, the comic relief in all the Transformers movies gets a little a little weird because first of all it's too cartoony but you're right it's vulgar so it's like this is at the maturity level of, of a kid but you wouldn't want a kid watching this. And well, then you wonder, why are they making Transformers movies that kids aren't supposed to be watching? That's ridiculous. Well, that's my well, whole this one was... gripe about the whole uh, franchise well, anyway, because it's not designed for kids. It's, uh, yeah, well, and, it, is... and it, it can be accessible to adults, but, I mean, it's ridiculous that it's like, wow, this is inappropriate for kids. Like, but it's totally a kid's idea, like a kid's movie. They could be making Pixar movies of Transformers. There's a, there's a part in this one. This one is okay, I guess. For, I mean, it... For kids, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't that offensive. It's not but as bad, but there's, there's one point in it, and I didn't. <laughs> I had read about this earlier. I don't know if you ever read that film crit Hulk guy. He's like a. He's really smart about storytelling. I mean, I guess he's like a script consultant. He writes scripts, but he's like anonymous, like who he is. For um, and he writes it all in the character of Hulk. You know, like in like all caps. <laughs> but he writes these really in-depth essays about movies and, you know, just whatever screenwriting and stuff. But he's like, there's actually on Twitter. He said. There's actually a, um, a, sh- a scene in this movie where the, the crew of Transformers come upon another beast that with vagina dentata. <laughs> and they look at it. They get disgusted. They get sprayed with schmutz. And then he says, you're just too ugly to live, bitch. And he shoots her. I was like, and that was like, yeah, that can't happen. That's not a real scene. And it is a real scene. Take it as vagina dentata, thing, like, though. But... Well, I did it. I wouldn't have taken that as just a weird creature, but if you kind of look at the creatures, like, I guess that is <laughs> its area. And the way he gets, it's kind of like a crude joke, and I'm like, ugh. And he says, You're too ugly to live. <laughs> it's a weird moment, because it's like, that's it's not even weird. It's been weird when they just go start <laughs> shooting things. It is weird when, like, the, the robots start shooting organics. It makes you uncomfortable. It's like, well, oh, oh, hold on, Optus. Maybe you shouldn't be the one to mete out justice to that dude. Let let Marky Mark handle this. <laughs> yeah, Let's that, keep this between yeah. the humans. That's the whole purpose of having the humans is so that they can take care of the other humans. It gets a little uncomfortable when the robots start turning on us. 
But well, that's the whole premise the of the rule? movie is that that you know <laughs> is the the U.S. is trying to eradicate. Yeah, because all the Autobots through every scene. Which, I'm know, pissed like, in every scene. That's that's his whole character. Which you know they kind of have a point <laughs> because every time they get into a fight well, with each it's other, one of those things the that's like, why do you always pick one of our biggest city. cities and just start throwing things around? Like it is true that you. You Autobots don't again. ever seem to care. It's like because even the part where they 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 get the, the dinosaur, he's riding like Grimlock, and they go through like this Chinese shrine, and Grimlock just kind of knocks it over with his head for no reason. It's like this ancient Chinese shrine, and they crash through. It's like you could have gone well, around that. Well, say, yeah, I'd, I'd want him to leave. Yeah, too. you could, that was deliberate. Well, that's, come on. Well, that's a good point too. If they just turned themselves into those aliens, right, or the the robot aliens, they could have just avoided yeah. all of that. Although, right? to their in their defense, no one offered yeah. that. They just started hunting Autobots. Everyone was acting basically stupidly, and that like we'll just turn on the Autobots. But the president doesn't know you're doing that. So why are you doing it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess it just. A- implies that the CIA is more dicks. powerful than we can possibly it's imagine. It's just one of those, yeah. oh, we're, part of, we're dicks. That is exactly why they do everything. Before we dissect everything, though, I, I, I do... Uh, we don't what? <laughs> Go ahead. No. No. I said we don't need to dissect yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because I, I, I have to say, I, I enjoyed oh, this I movie. I thought, I thought it was fairly tight. Until well, well I will no, tell you this. Well, hear me and, out. And, and this is well. Hear me out. It's, it's like it was fairly tight until they got to the point where uh, they discovered the the seed, you know, or the, where the seed was handed off to the humans. And I'm like, yeah, going to China. Yeah, and, I, and and I'm like, okay, so uh, so so right now the here the seeds out in the open. We're going to have a you know pretty good fight, and then it'll be over. But there was an hour. Mm-hmm more yeah. fighting. <laughs> when I watched it, I watched that whole thing because it's like two hours and that fight happens at the end in Chicago or wherever yeah. it is and you're like, all right, cool. And I check my watch and I'm like, shit, it's like an hour left in this movie. And it was just extend. and they go to China because oh, we got to make the money in China in which they did. Mm-hmm. And now we have to extend this and it's just an extended action mm-hmm. scene. It's just all action. That's the biggest it's problem. Like it's like this movie was fine. That. You could cut it's an like, hour out of that movie because they never seem to understand that, especially stuff like like Transformers. It's like it's kind of awesome what we're watching, but we get tired of it. You get effects fatigue, and you're like they've just been smashing yeah. things for an hour. Like it doesn't matter what they do at this point. And there's so many scenes that you could identify Actually, at that point. Where like you could have cut that, you could have cut that, you could have cut. You really could have tightened this up. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the first the, yeah those first two hours. I mean, I like T.J. Miller in it. And then the, and the first like, thing they do, spoiler um, alert, is like is kill him. I was like, oh, that's yeah. a downturn for the movie because he's definitely the best part of the <laughs> like, movie well, yeah, for the yeah. time that he's in it. And then but they, they replace but him. They even, somebody said earlier, but they that even boyfriend like, is when he the gets killed, guy. they even hang on that for like a minute. You know, they. Yeah. I mean, they like they got get every angle of him. Mm-hmm. In his death pose, and yeah, they keep trying to make it look yeah, like he's going to get away. Of money. Well, and I was like, okay, I see it. Yeah, he's he's definitely dead. <laughs> you know, let's move on. You know, I will say that Michael Bay, this, as he continues to make these Transformers movies, is uh, he's featuring the racist side characters less and less. He can't seem to let them go. Can't seem to not have it in there. But yeah. they're getting fewer and few, little, little less and less screen time, like. 
What would you consider the, racist? The sassy the, uh, Asian, the Asian, Asian samurai girl. No, I'm talking about like the sassy black lady that's trying to buy the house. I'm gonna get my brother come beat your ass. Like, oh god! And then they still have that little racist robot that they pull out of the thing. It's like you don't have oh, as many yeah, racist yeah. robots as you have in previous films, but still, it's like we could do without these. But yeah, if you wanted to go deep enough, you could say every everything's a stereotype. Do you not find it that boyfriend incredibly creepy that he carries a laminated copy of the Romeo yeah, and Juliet exactly. wallet for that moment? For any moment, it's like I can have sex with yeah. girls. Just now. like bam, guys, like a license. Isn't that that weird? was kind of uh, that was a funny moment for me when I was sitting in the theater and I saw that girl get out of the jeep. I'm like, yep, this is a Michael Bay movie. I know, even if she's the daughter. <laughs> because, yeah, this is what I know. Is. She's like 17, and but she's like, you know, just drop dead gorgeous. Which I don't have a problem but with. You know, you, you have know, to have that. Definitely yeah. a Michael Bay trope to have some girl that looks like. I am movie. happy to have Marky Mark in the movie instead of Boof. I will say that I liked him in the movie a lot. Yeah, I think he bad. has. Like, he's the, has the night that barn of his. <laughs> is he making space? He's got like a billion dollars that, worth. That barn of... has like a hundred foot ceilings. I've never seen a barn. They show the barn on the outside, but the barn on the inside is about a two hundred foot ceiling <laughs> in that barn. Building robots <laughs> like, in Lord. this barn. It's like a, it's a TARDIS. Where does that guy come from when you really think about it? Who's out there who's like a roboticist working out of a barn? Yeah. And he's, like, and he's how a jock, all-American. He's also a yeah, nerd. Yeah, exactly. He, he can throw a football. He's like an all-American, like, sci-fi And yet hero. doesn't make any money. He work, You know, he makes a living repairing walkman. Because he's walkman. nice. He's, he's, like, he's such a caricature kind of character because he's nice. But you notice he didn't have to be an inventor. None of that stuff mattered later on. Like he didn't do yeah. something. Yeah, because he's like repairing Optimus Prime with a wrench. It's like it doesn't look like you did much to actually fix Optimus to be honest. Yeah, because he didn't even get back with the parts for Well, him, and it would have right? made he more sense. I mean, he could have been a mechanic and have been fine. You know, had some old cars around. Yeah, that yeah. actually would have been better if he was But he had to, to have like eight businesses truck. and eight mailboxes, and then he had to have a. It was just a lot. It was just a, they had to like I don't know. That's a, the, overcomplicated. Why was the, overcomplicated why was the truck everything. in the middle of the theater? What the hell was that about? <laughs> really, that's where Optimus decided. And to And they hide. didn't notice it. They're like, "What truck?" I'm like, "There's a truck in the what middle of the stage of your theater." It's like Optimus. Why couldn't you have taken like I don't know the shape of theater seats or a balcony <laughs> or something like? We we find out that this thing is malleable enough that you could have taken any shape, basically. Or couldn't you just gone Why to is like, well, I became a different truck. It's like, are you guys the least creative people in the universe? I'm in hiding now. I'll become this other truck. Like, why not just not be a truck? They know you're a truck. Like, if, if he was trying to fix a radio, he wouldn't have gone, I think this is a Transformer. <laughs> a transformer. This is a Transformer. <laughs> this is a regular truck. We found a Transformer, guys. Come on. Well, Yo, I mean, Optimus, I guess that's I where the whole science you, of Transformers starts Optimus. to fall apart anyway. In the, of course, like in the last movie, they had they were transforming into humans or human humanoid. That was it. Wasn't in that part was two? Was that part two? Yeah, part where they two, turned into the chick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you do wonder. Did they all match like, together? That must have been a weird like, model because they never tried that again. <laughs> all these movies mashed together. Just, just one big, long just a half big a day fight City scene. smashing. <laughs> I know you guys are like the Lord of the Rings of smashing buildings. But yeah, I don't that, was, know. that was funny how they make such a big deal about it. it's like we don't want you to mess up Chicago then, or a city again. And, then, and immediately they just go mess up Chicago again. <laughs> and, then after, <laughs> and it didn't even look like it was a, a post-apocalyptic city. It looks like they fixed everything. 
Yeah. And then, and and then like, after oh, we're gonna do it everything, again. the entire movie, everything, Optimus just takes off and flies off into space. Yeah, why didn't you just <laughs> what didn't do, you that do that anyway? <laughs> it's like, I why didn't know that was possible. Yeah, why didn't you even leave the other... Yeah, since when can you guys... Because I thought you guys needed a spaceship to leave. Now you're <laughs> Superman? Oh. Because I like that ending, but it's like, if you guys could have done that the whole time, why are you stranded on Earth? Why did you stay well, here? Okay, uh, why are you fighting in our cities? Just go up and let them chase you away. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome in a movie to see them fighting Fight in space? On I'm the tired moon? Of, yeah, yeah, that would have been awesome. I'm tired of seeing him fight in the city. Well, yeah, every every movie does it now. So it's the same city too, yeah. Chicago at the beginning of it, and then it <laughs> yeah, they really don't like Chicago. I like how it's like they just went to China, and now it's like the most highest grossing movie in China ever. <laughs> this movie, oh, I was really? like, just because it's edge in China, that's why. Oh. I was like, it's, so sad it's kind of weird what a market China has become, because you have to make all these concessions to China and it'd to be actually like, air there at all. So yeah. It beat Avatar, and I was like, Avatar's actually a decent movie, though. I mean, it's actually a movie that has aspirations to do something, you know? Yeah, but like, Avatar annoyed is... me more than Transformers. They should have, like, changed the logo so it was Transformers. I thought that, that too. Awesome. Oh, Transformers! Because <laughs> it's the fourth one! And that would have just made it perfect. That would have been the, mm -hmm. the, the cherry on the cake right there. You know <laughs> who gets the MVP of this movie, though? It's Stanley Tucci. Yeah. I think he actually played a real character. He had like a Steve he, Jobs kind of role. He was no, he but was he, but the way he played it was actually believable. And like he just, I mean, because he's a good actor, so he just plays these little moments very realistically. You're like, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah because like, the way he, they write him, he's just everything comes out of his head. It's like you have a girlfriend, sort of, who's actually a ninja, and like we don't know why, I, he, what relationship you actually have with her, or why. I, I actually oh, agree just, with you, Andrew. I think he actually made a lot out of a little. I bet, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just super charming yeah. and super, like, yeah, because you like him, but he's like, oh, that guy's the best actor in this movie. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, I get it. They would, totally should have let that bounty hunter after the end. You know, that would have fixed the whole ending, because I honestly thought, okay, they're going to beat these guys up, and then, you know, they'll, they'll go after the space bounty hunter. But instead, like, no, after you're like, okay, we're almost done now, that spaceship lands, starts sucking everything up into it. Like, oh, my God, come on, guys. And I honestly can't even remember how it ends. Right now. I mean, I I've been trying to look like back, and then he walks off like we'll meet again. So, so wait a yeah. second. So part five. What? So the Galvatron's back, but he's not going to be the villain in part five because I don't know. He's not. Well, I mean, supposedly, like Optimus is going to go find their creators. It's like a Prometheus ending. Yeah. Oh. Which was actually a better story. I was like, but what, why not just take so he'll probably, all of the Autobots into space? They so could do a whole movie in space. They don't have to come back and hang out with Marky Mark. So he'll probably end up running into, like, Ultra Magnus. So, wasn't that the Planet Eater back in the day? Wasn't no, Ultra Magnus? No, Ultra Magnus was the, the... He was similar to Optimus Prime. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, he was, the like, the city or something. Omicron. What was or, the name of that other... Was it, yeah, um, what was the name of the one that who was a city? Um, Megaloptimus. Yeah, Ultra Magnus was like the little brother of Optimus Prime, kind of. He was like, like a protege of him. Yeah, he yeah. looked like Optimus. But, he was cool. Yeah, but the guy who was in charge was Rodimus Prime. That was the dumbest thing in the world. Well, yeah. Well, Hopefully in the in the, re in the kind of weird reboot. Yeah. But yeah, what was the name of the of the of the planet eater? Was it Omicron or something like that? 
Omnicron, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see him that. if they're going to go off into space, you know? Yeah, because you think they're, they're alluding to a big bad. That'd be fun. Where Optimus Prime is part of some ancient order of robot knights and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, that's and apparently they, yeah, that's pretty thing. awesome. Yeah, yeah okay. let's do that. And really bring another alien species, because he had alien species on that spaceship. It's like, why are we dinking around Earth? Why don't we just see Transformers versus... That's what you need, is like an alien invasion of a different alien species, and the Transformers have to defend Earth. Like, that would be a cool movie. And just dump the whole Transformer thing to where they don't... Well, you know, they don't change stop anything. making it where it's the same story playing out in every movie, because that's what's happening. It's like, it's... Autobots versus Decepticons and the the uh, American government. No other world government has any stake in it at all. It's the American government just deciding for the whole world whether or not there should be Transformers. Because that happened like in part two where the, the U.S. government was like, we demand that you leave Earth. It's like, are you sure you're allowed to make that decision? <laughs> yeah. We're America. For the whole Earth? We're Americans. Yeah. Yeah, we checked, and we are America. <laughs> it's like, okay. So so that was fun. I, will. I don't know. I liked it overall. I liked T.J. Miller in it. I like. I think Marky Mark, like his character, I like the fact that he was actually, like, had a laser sword and was fighting aliens. You're like, well, this guy's actually kind of good for something. Yeah. Although I, to the part where he's like leads his daughter down, it's like, okay, now we're gonna walk down these wires, honey. And we're gonna get down to the building. It's gonna be okay. It's like, no, that's <laughs> yeah, terrible. That was, that and he's like <laughs> twenty feet ahead of her, and she's like, I'm losing my balance. Like, it's okay, honey. Come on, it's all right. It's okay. On, it's like, why are you even away from her? What are you doing? Go walk with your daughter. Why? You're the worst dad in the world. All of a sudden, <laughs> went from best to worst. That's kind of where the like, movie rescued started. your daughter from an alien spaceship, best dad, and now you're having her do a tightrope walk like down like forty five degree angle. You're letting her go last. Like, and she's on, catch up. And she almost fell. It's like I was like I, I was worried. And then like she's not my daughter and it's not real and it's not even being presented very well, but it was making me anxious. And he's like, No, okay, it's okay, honey, come on. Oh. That part bothers yeah. me. He's like, well, no that's way. where the movie that, started to come no apart way. for me, really, because that's when you get into that hour long fight scene. They had to figure out they had to figure out what to do with the humans while the the you know, Autobots well, are trying to find the Dinobots It's a classic problem with these movies trying to be big is where they keep shifting to different set pieces. It's like, really, there's a version of this movie that you could have written where they all storm the spaceship and that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... Like, in fact, the cooler scene is where they're all do. fighting in a big spaceship instead of having where they just trash each other in a city again. That's what I thought they were going to do. They were, And they were going to come across the Dinobots on the ship. Yeah, which he did actually, because I thought, when are they going to go? I, they found Dinobots in the Ar- Antarctic. It's like, no, those weren't Dinobots. Those were dinosaurs that got turned to metal from a sea. It's like, oh, yeah, I so, thought they okay, found Dinobots. Well, I'm glad you said I that because I sort of lost track of what the Arctic thing was all about. So, what was the Dinobot stuff all about then? He said, like the ancient warriors, like so, so they, they were, were just on the spaceship are, in that weird like round table room with all the stuff. Like, why is that? Why is the ancient order of these Autobot knights? In that bounty hunter spaceship, anyway. Yeah, he's a collector. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so it was a so stolen it ship. Ultimately, so has nothing. To, aside from them wanting, but he didn't flip them on. I just, just thought they were going them. to find the Autobots like like frozen in the Arctic, and they were going to revive them somehow. But the fact that the the fact that the auto, the Dinobots are there 
it has nothing to do with the fact that the movie opened in like the Jurassic Age or that they found oh, petrified and, and, dinosaurs in the Arctic. Does it have anything to do with anything? Oh, it's and true. by the way, yeah. By the way, Hollywood spaceship frozen in the Arctic. You can't use that yeah. anymore. Trope retires. <laughs> yeah. So how many how many spaceships have we seen frozen in the Arctic? Who hasn't seen that scenario played out? I find one every day. Yeah, I mean, well, Transformers has done it twice. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that's right. Like we so, found, why did these things with like what like Megatron or something they found buried in the ice, and then now they find like these dinosaurs in the Arctic? Why are they? And honestly, it's like most of the time you're finding things in the Arctic because that's how they be they're preserved. But if, if if something came and blasted a bunch of dinosaurs until they're metal, then we could have found them in the desert. We could have found them anywhere. Yeah, he's metal. That's a good point too. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need the Arctic to preserve metal. So that yeah, that's a breakdown. Yeah, that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it has nothing to do. do that. And he, she brings it back to Stanley Tucci, and she, he's like, "I got a better thing. Stop worrying about that." And I was like, "What? what? <laughs> that, now why that, did that you totally even? Why were they even yeah. wanting the seed? Because when they find out what it does, they're to- they're terrified." Like, oh, it's that? It's like, why did you even know to ask about it? It's like, is this bounty hunter just like, well, I do have this seed. Like, what does it do? I want that. I want the seed. That sounds good. What, and well, what apparently, if, you, if, you, if, like, if you detonated under control conditions, you'd have a lot of that metal. Yeah, but that, how would they even know that, that though, like, unless under, he tells them that? But then when they find out, they're like, oh, wait, the seed is dangerous. It's like, it's called a seed. You assume that it does something that spreads itself. Or just flat, yeah, it turns everything to that metal in like a radius, a certain radius or something. But they just but found a bunch of that metal like, in the Arctic. You have this, but you have this, you have this ability now, like it's like a kind of innovation to like program matter, okay? And it's like, that's like a million applications. And like, all we do is going to start exactly. robots with it. Whereas he's messing around the lab, it's like I turn that. it into a thing of yogurt or I turn it into a handgun. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you can make food. It could end hunger and all this stuff. Like, we're just going to make everybody a big transformer. Yeah, we're going to make a line like, of cars. What? I don't. Why I don't understand that. Just using in, this for cars because, like, because we still have to like have AI. Like, I don't understand that at all. It's like, it's matter. You can make food out of it. You can give it to people. Like, it's a. I mean, transformium. Could you make food out of it? Did somebody make? I don't know if he made yogurt it's out matter. of it, but he made it's it into different okay. things. They weren't all just metal things. Yeah, he said it's tran- Yeah, he said it's programmable matter, so they can turn it into anything. Right. That's what they said. Okay. So I don't. I mean, but it still has to be, it's a replicator or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's what it uh, is. I, so it's like I kind of thought it still had to be metal. Like you could make a gun, or you could make a. You know, I don't know. Sword, but did he, make he, made, he, he made other stuff besides a gun. I just can't remember what. But yeah, so it it really doesn't do to deconstruct it to that level because we knew. I was like, who, who can afford one of those big Transformers? <laughs> They're these huge things. Who like, would buy it anyway? It's like, <laughs> it's like would, how much I mean, would you things? want to own a car that could turn into a robot? That makes no, That doesn't help me out any. You can even fit in your house or whatever. Well, I, I, can, I can see some practical use. Why would I ever have it turn into a car? It's like, we could just turn into a helicopter and go to work. Everybody would just have their Transformers fighting all the time. <laughs> That's all we do. It's like... It'd be real steel. Well, you have, yeah. like, doing stuff, doing chores around the house, chores the house, around you know, the house. getting getting the uh, getting leaves out of the gutters. That'd be great for that. That's the, that's a, that's <laughs> going to pay off that billion dollars that it costs to buy it. 
<laughs> and then, you know, transforms to a car, and you go get groceries. Okay. And they never explained why, like, they said that the, the other little robot was interpreting Megatron's brain, which is dumb. But then he, when, he, when it turns in evil, that guy's like, yeah, he was inter- I was interpreting the stuff. And yeah, like, and? Save yourself. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say anything. It's like, it's your fault. It's like, whatever you did, you knew what you were interpreting. So it's your fault. And he, he just says, yeah, I did it. And then, but he didn't say, like, admit guilt or anything. He just said, I was interpreting his stuff. And then they're evil. Okay. This movie's just... Stuff. I, don't I actually, during that last action scene, like halfway through it, I actually like dozed off a few seconds. Cause like, Ooh. Yeah, I didn't doze I mean, off, cause but I, all I, 11, I, you I tuned start... out because we said that on the way out. We're like, man, like, oh. it, just, it just goes on unbearably long. Again. Yeah. And I, I I don't know, was there a stinger at the end? I didn't stay. I mean, did they, After they all did that, that, I was like, who cares? Well, I, I didn't either. <laughs> I, I mean, because I was, I was going to sit there and it's like, I cannot, because there's probably literally. 5,000 people that worked on this movie. I cannot sit here yeah. and watch those credits to see if there's a stinger at the end. Not doing it. <laughs> you can't really rely on that most of the time unless it's a Marvel movie. Well, they, they did it for the first Transformers, I remember, like where Starscream gets away. And the, yeah. But they did it like halfway through the credits or something. I don't know, man. If we, God, why does this movie need to be that long? You know how much more expensive that movie is that last hour the movie was? That's because that was all expense. I mean, you really don't need that. And they have, like, so much product placement in this movie that it's like, yeah. it kind of, I don't mind product placement. Like, Sunny in Philadelphia used to do that a lot. It's like, well, they're trying to, they're struggling. You know, they need to do what they yeah, can. There's so much product there, placement. And every time they had product placement, but the thing like, explodes. I thought that was awesome. Every time. It's, it's like, <laughs> we blew up a Bud Light truck. Boom! It's like, oh, he's got an Oreo on him. Boom! Like, every time. That Bud Light one is long. He picks it up and he points that, and it at the camera and drinking it, it and then hands it to her. Like, it's like, and he goes, ah, That was like a Bud Light commercial. <laughs> and then they have to go, wait, we have to get our new models of the Chevy truck cars. Now and they all do. They just somehow they all turn into gleaming <laughs> versions of their. Oh yeah, their and then cars. like the well, yeah, the, like when Bumblebee does that, they like do long tracking do shots around the Camaro is, yeah. and everything. You know, <laughs> I was like, you guys are already make going to make more money than any movie this year. first weekend. Don't worry about it. And you knew that was going to be the case too. Do you need? I was like. That's why it just reeks of greed. Like, this whole movie's just, mm-hmm. it's just such, like... Ugh. I know, and I feel a little dirty for buying a ticket. This is Sean, why the world hates don't us. Make us. This is why. Sean, don't make us watch the next one. <laughs> no, we're, we're doing it. No. Let's wait till it comes on a video I can't, so I can just spend I can't a dollar watch the next one. or something. <laughs> I like how he just came in saying, oh, that was pretty good, and all of a sudden... Who, me? Like, well, it wasn't offensive. I don't think it, it was any well, good. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It, well, it, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It just strikes me that, 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 like, you know, they had a there, there was a story there, but it, but they did just dropped so much CG and fights and all this kind of stuff that, to the point that where like you had a story that ended an hour before the movie was over. Well, that's the biggest problem because that's what yeah. we were saying. People can, I mean, in most of these movies, if you just cut it down. People would walk away feeling a lot more satisfied instead of just feeling beaten down by the movie. Yeah. So it does kind of get the feeling like you're watching a bunch of commercials, because you're, because you're sitting there consciously look, thinking, okay, well, there's product placement for Chevy, there's product placement for. I Bud. just get. I mean, this is. I you mean, know? I don't know if this is like a lot to ask out of these movies, and sometimes we nitpick when it gets worse. But I mean, 
they spent all that time. They spent like 30 minutes, 20 minutes building that town and building up his character and all these people. And none of that matters no, at all. because they go to a different yeah. place with different people and do a different thing. And the, after an hour in the movie, no, I mean, the only, I mean, Stanley Tucci's character is the only one that matters, like kind of what he does and the decisions he's kind of making, you know, about some of the stuff. I was like, besides that, it's like, I mean, Mark Wahlberg and stuff, I mean, they're just invisible after that. I mean, he's doing stuff, but it's like, why do we need to know who he is? At any point, he could just yeah, be some they dude. Keep coming up with stuff for them to do, like, oh, there's a driving scene. Well, my boyfriend driver, you know, he'll do it. My boyfriend has happens to be a champion rally car driver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the Romeo and Juliet law in his pocket. I know, and they're like jumping ramps down skyscrapers. It's like, what, what, what do you do with my daughter? I thought you were trying to impress <laughs> me. He's like, I love your daughter more than anything. He's like, you driving her off the side of a building? Yeah, that's like a really dangerous jump. I know, we're doing it now <laughs> because there's people trying to kill us, but, but you did it like you've done it that a bunch of times done before, it before. <laughs> when that wasn't the case. <laughs> He's like, this is exactly what I was yeah, worried about. everything I was worried <laughs> exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, could, I, I, I did like him in that. I'm, I'm happy to see Boof no longer in him, and I do like, I did like Mark Wahlberg in the movie. But I do think, get away from the formula. Just take them out to space. I think, well, you know, I know they, I mean, they keep making money with Michael Bay doing them, but I, I think that it would be a lot of fun to see a different director's vision on these movies. Like, get a, like a Neil Blomkamp or something like that, one of those guys. Yeah, do somebody mm-hmm. that just gives it something. And give it a, a, a more of a, a real kind of feel. Because it just it doesn't feel like anything's happening that we can connect to. You know, I think about, I think Michael Bay is a good cinematographer. But as a director, well, not so much. he's great at, at conceptualizing these action scenes, you know. Well, he's right. also good at just like I, I was noticing in this in this movie, like, and I've got to thinking about like Pearl Harbor and some of the others. He's good at getting shots of people just doing nothing, like, like sitting and reading a book, and he, you know, he gets this yeah. long tracking shot, you know, and and it's and it's gorgeous. It's Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the Rock, man, are, I love the Rock. Yeah, the Rock is great. The rock and those shots are gorgeous, movie, but then, the, then, but then you know they go crazy. See, that's with, back then. It's like what happened to those days, though, because I mean, a Rock was the same category as this, right? When it was a awesome summer movie. blockbuster popcorn movie. But like, but Nicolas Cage is goofy, but his character actually means something. There's some. I mean, this is all. I mean, it's surface level for what a action movie I think is, but it. They're kind the of scope funny is just too Sean big Connor, because once you bring in the robots, the humans, and, and the robots don't really matter as characters. I mean, they're like, oh, Ratchet got killed. It's like, which one is he? It's like, it's, it's movie number four. It's the fourth film. Well, they just bring in and these I don't new know robots. These they don't explain are. where they were from. Even either. the I'm ones like, who were in the other movies. No, they don't. So I'm like, I cast. I, that makes it totally disassociated at the beginning, too, because you're like, I don't know who these robots are. I know Bumblebee. I mean, that's. Yeah, and Optimus Prime. Yeah. Those are the only two. Is like now that one's a samurai, so I recognize that. <laughs> and the guy, that guy has like a beard of bullets. Or John Goodman. The, one, like the that John guy. Goodman yeah. one is like the. Yeah. he has a beard like of bullets, and he's smoking cigars. Like what the? <laughs> yeah, that's just irresponsible. That, uh, but that was kind of cool because uh, Hound was one of my favorites back in the day. Yeah, I liked his character. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff he said was the funniest. But it's like it's that idea of a fat robot <laughs> who has a beard. And smoke cigars. Like, why would he? Like, they're 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 no. robot cigars. Yeah, yeah, they're robot cigars. <sighs> Playing cards, my sister's kids sometimes. So <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's all I got. <laughs> well, yeah, what's funny? Yeah, it's all we got because all we I can't even I can barely remember the movie. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. I don't even remember what happens in that last hour. I, I can't that's remember the story it's all just a bunch remember. of smash and explode like and you're stuff like again, that's why I mean I there's not a whole lot to talk about. <clears throat> I don't remember the very very. End. I mean, like what how they win. I really don't. It's gone. You know, I don't either. Just blow them I don't up either. more. They, I guess they, the bounty hunter, Optimus and the bounty hunter get in a fight? Is that? I don't remember. Yeah, because yeah, they're <laughs> driving around him, like, trying to tie him up with chains yeah. and stuff. And I think Marky Mark shoots him once. Yo. Yeah. DJ, spin that shit. And then, then Optimus <laughs> makes a little speech and flies off into space, which he should have done two and a half hours mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, to avoid all that. Why don't you fly off in space instead of hiding in a theater disguised as a truck? That's dumb. <laughs> you could have just flown off into outer space this whole time. Why were you avoiding? Because you know where there aren't any humans, yeah. outer space. Like, if they were trying to kill you here, that's where you go. Yeah, why don't you just go to a planet where, like, you don't? You could be on Mars. Nobody would know you're there. Mm-hmm. Heck, you go to the moon. Nobody bother. Yeah, what do you care? Yeah, I mean, almost anywhere. So, Bad yeah. planning on your part, Optimus. <laughs> so how many? Yeah, they're going to be like twelve hundred of these movies. <laughs> yeah, because they make a billion dollars yeah. for no reason. You don't need a whole lot of story, and they load them full of product placement. I mean, so I it's just money to be made. Movie you know? industry, I guess. That's the one good thing. I don't know. Well, I'm trying to look fun. For... If if they would just be shorter, they're fun. I just like, wish the, they would try I enjoy to them, sense. but they just drag. Yeah, they just they, they become. Incomprehensible. I mean, the first one, I didn't like the action in the first Transformer. I thought it was way too fast, and I think they do better now by slowing it down and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with I that. I don't think they executed on the action in the Transformers, but I thought that actually had a story and things going on with LaBeouf and his parents. Like, there was just stuff that was happening, and you care. those people were at mattered because, you know, and then LaBeouf and them had a relationship with, you know, with Optimus and Bumblebee and stuff. Uh, it was something. Well, I'm not even saying it was great. That movie broke down, and, and, and that's why... Th- the movies have suffered ever since because they followed the same formula. It's like I always thought that movie was awesome because it looked like they were building it up like an alien invasion kind of story, right? Where they're like they they cut to some army guys and they find this thing in the desert and like oh my god, and they cut to some other people like wait wait we just discovered this weird signal like it's Independence yeah. Day kind of thing we discovered this weird signal and blah 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 and they're gonna go talk to the NSA or some bullshit and then then all of a sudden you cut to like Boof at high school. And that's who discovers the Transformers, and you're like, that's the rest of the movie. Like, well, that, that was like, derailed the whole setup that you had. Like, army guys finding the Transformers, that's, those are your main characters. Why did you have to invent a different main character to, like, to, for us to relate to? Right. And that's uh, every movie since then, because the other two movies had Boof. Like, the army guys started disappearing, Boof would keep coming back. And now, in the, this one, finally, they get rid of Boof, but they still feel like they got to get an, uh, like that like kind of access character. Another man to be there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why it, it, like the robots can't team up with army people or just have the robots have their own story. Well, see, that actually would be a good story. If they, like, if they teamed up with the army well, man for a that. couple of movies and uh, then they something happens and the army turns on them. Well, they kind of did that. Yeah. I like the second one. I think the second one might be my favorite because they kind of yeah, do that. Yeah, like the, the task one. force. And they, and they go, and there's just fun stuff in the second one. One, I think the action's a lot better in the second one. And then all that stuff at the end, it feels like an adventure story because then they go get that Blackbird robot is all, mm-hmm. and that's ridiculous too. But it feels like an adventure. You know, like they went and got this guy, and now they all fight in that fight in the desert that lasts 
action scene is really good, I think, as far as like pacing and you know what's happening and it's kind of tense and stuff. You're like, oh, cool. I thought the second one's the best one, I think. I don't remember it real well yeah. either. I don't think I've ever seen any of them outside of the theater, except maybe like when Transformers was on HBO. You know, this might be the first one I've seen in the theater. Did you see it in 3D or did you see it standard? I saw it standard. Yeah, I was afraid to watch it in 3D. I was afraid I'd throw up. Well, because <laughs> they said that the effects are so stylized, though. Like the 3D, you have to have some like simpler images for 3D to really pop. When there's too much stuff yeah. going on on the screen, the 3D doesn't work. They said that um, there's these new theaters they have in some places and on Slash Film Blog. They tried it out. There's a, they're called like 4DX, and it's like back to like 60s theaters where they have you kind of sit in this seat, and it's kind of like a pneumatic seat, and so it vibrates and does all the stuff, but then it has lights, and it has smoke, and it has like water spray, and like vapor, all this stuff. Like it's supposed to be like, you know, smell vision but it's like supposed to be like, yeah. like when there's flashes of light, when there's explosions, and you smell sulfur and like stuff That's like fun. that. And they're like, it was awesome. This was not a movie to try on, though. <laughs> because it's like, it gets, it gets like, you just get fatigued because that yeah, last you, hour is like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, stop. I mean, like, yeah. I know, they have to come in and reload seat. the chair. Like, we ran yeah. out of smoke yeah. effects. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, too much smoke. Yeah. And it'll do, like, cool air. Like, I, it sounds like a cool idea, but I was like, oh, no. They, they they've done that stuff in theme parks. Yeah, what was that alien encounter thing at Disney that they turned into the stitch? I know product placement crap but uh, I think that's a neat idea because just the subtlest it's like with a video game and you play and like the controller vibrates just enough it's like a dumb effect if you just think about it but when you're in it it like totally adds oh, yeah. to it so like you just add Immersive. a little bit of vibration or, that alien or that smoke smell was, was the best ride at Disney I thought for a long time but then they they changed mm-hmm. it to Stitch's Great Escape and that's the, the only time I was ever on it I didn't realize it was anything before that but people were oh. up in arms. Yeah, they were upset. The what ride? It was, it it was, was called... a generic ride. It wasn't based on anything. It was an alien, alien encounter ride at Disney World. Uh, and, it, and the whole the story goes, it's like they were had a teleporter, and they were teleporting things in, this you know, kind of like a transporter. But you know, the the whatever they would teleport would materialize in this tube, and uh, and, and the yeah. tube is like ten feet tall and all that kind of stuff, and so. Uh, you know, they teleport an alien in, and all of a sudden, like, things start going crazy, and the power goes out, and the lights come back on, and then you see the tube, but it's all busted out. I remember that. I remember seeing the commercials for that. Yeah. Like, in, and, uh, but it was awesome because like, you were in these seats, and uh, the seats had speakers right behind your ears, and they also had these things that come down and kind of pushed on your shoulders. So, I think they said that the new, um, in the Harry Potter thing in Universal, mm-hmm. they have a... You don't know if you've seen the last Harry Potter movie, that Escape from Diagon and out, or that Escape from the Bank. That's a ride, mm-hmm. and basically is that it's a roller coaster that stops, and then pneumatically and has all this stuff like oh, that. Really? And so it's the same. So the best part in it though is where they uh, and and this is weird for a Disney thing was that the, they they did a bit where like a technician was in the ceiling, and you'd see like a flashlight, you know, moving around trying to find, you know, what was wrong, and he just you know happened to have a camera on his helmet and you know so you were kind of following him along through this cat on this catwalk and then you see the alien and then the screen goes to static and, and you hear like <laughs> like that and then they splash and they splash warm water in your face uh. <laughs> it's like blood it was cool man I, you know. 
Yeah, that's old Disney. They can't do anything that's not tied to one of their properties. Oh, no, man. It sucks. Sucks. That's why Epcot has gone downhill, because everything Mm -hmm. at Epcot, they just tried to repurpose into something. Yeah. Now it's everything's going to be Star Wars. Yeah, that's the only thing they've got going for them. Just make everything Star Wars. That's what... I was I was in the I was at the mall and I was at the um, my daughter wanted to go to the Disney store. She, you know, look at all the Frozen stuff and all these oh, things. God, you just stand in there and it's like, good lord, good lord, Disney owns children for the next thirty years because yeah. you look in there and they have all the princess stuff and all the Disney stuff, and then they have every Marvel character and then they have a wall of Star Wars. I was like, good lord, yeah, it's like they own oh, the future. Man. I was like, they just need sports. I was like, wait, they own ESPN. They do have sports, yeah. too. <laughs> they, they own my childhood, and they, and they own my life. I was life. like, <laughs> man, like every kid, all these movies coming out are going to be Marvel movies, they're going to be Star Wars movies, and they're going to be Disney yeah. movies. Yeah, if you've never picked them up, I was just reading how Marvel is about to reissue these big omnibus editions of the original Marvel Star Wars. Oh, yeah. really? I, I already got them, because Dark Horse did trades of those, so I already have them all, but... They'll probably be pretty neat additions in those big omnibus because it's going to be like forty-five issues in one volume kind of thing. Like, geez, that's cool. Like I, I wouldn't mind having thing. that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're great, man. That's what, that may be my favorite expanded universe of Star Wars. It's just the the original Marvel comic. Star Wars, nothing but Star Watch, did you guys get a chance to listen to her talking about Star Wars? Did you see any? I posted that link to that guy who made those weird filmumentaries or whatever of Star Wars, and he'd send some other movies too, like Raiders and Jaws and stuff, where he basically just takes like deleted scenes and other like weird production shots, and there's like kind of information and then all these inter- audio interviews, and he just basically splices it in with the movie. And you're watching it, and the text will come up, and like, this was originally the scene of this storyline was deleted, and all you know. Oh, really? No, I, actually, I saw you post yeah. that link, but I didn't watch that. That's basically what. So they're all like about two. I, I almost finished with the Jedi one, so I watched all the other two, and then they're just. I mean, they're like two and a half hours, but they're really interesting because I mean, some stuff we've seen, cause we've seen like all these behind the scenes things, but there's just weird, interesting alternate storylines, or like you can tell, like he's really deep into it, like. You can tell this moment, like, Leia was on the barge, but she actually was supposed to take out these guys, and then these guys, but that got cut out. Like, the only thing that remains is a still of this, and this old black and white footage of it. And you're like, what? I haven't even seen this. Really? Like, it just, yeah, it just shows all these weird alternate takes, and then all these, all this behind the scenes, like, they'll be playing the movie, but then they'll be showing everybody, like, behind the scenes making of and stuff. That's pretty cool. There's, like, all these, like, I didn't know about, there's, like, the Empire had, like, a whole, like, um... A Wampa storyline at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about where they get trapped and then they come out when the thing comes in and like there's stuff like that. There's but there's all a lot of weird obscure stuff. Yeah, and some things it still shows up. I think if the old the comic adaptation has that scene in it. Yeah, he gets really deep into it because he compares some line. He'll compare lines from like the story album. And then this edition, and then like it's weird to see how there's like it's weird sound changes and line changes. Even into the editions now, like that for no reason, you know, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, that's the scary part where you get used to the cadence of a certain way the movie's done, and they just change some nothing thing, but but it becomes noticeable at least on the subconscious level. I found it enjoyable. You might you might know all the information, but I didn't know how some of it. Uh, I don't know. I never can seem to learn everything about Star Wars, no matter how much <laughs> I look into stuff. It'd be I interesting just to see how I mean how they splice how they splice it together. It'd be kind of fun to. 
Well, I mean, it doesn't play like a real, like, yeah, you watch it, but he doesn't like, you know, he'll not stop the movie, but then bring up, like, sometimes the movie will be going in the background, and what you'll be seeing is just, like, behind-the-scenes footage and stuff. Like, so you can't, like, watch, I mean, you can't watch it, because you're watching, you've seen it a million times, but it's entertaining. I sat there, because, like, what is this? And then, like, two hours later, I watched, like, the first one, I was like, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But I think they're pretty good. I'll have to see if I can take some time to check those out. That's the problem. I never have time when you get these things are like two hours long. And, and like, it's, like on, the, it's on your computer too, so you like have to sit there in front of your computer. It's kind of I watch them in yeah. chunks. Yeah, I just remember I was like, oh, I watch thirty minutes of it while I'm eating something, and I'll turn it off. I thought they were good there. I always like Star Wars. I always like checking out the subplots, like the like the things that you know. The the whole storylines that get cut get cut out of movies sometimes. Yeah, because they'll do the stuff like that guy that's but well, the the what is it the that the emperor's assistant guy or whatever he got cut and but they show him and they had a toy of him and mm-hmm. there's just stuff like that. It's interesting to like and they they do that a lot. Like they'll show this character is supposed to have a bigger part. Here's some still. They'll show a lot of stills because that's all it remains. Like you can tell he had some bigger parts, but he didn't. Oh. <laughs> he, he was cut out of the movie. <laughs> Like, there's a female, you know, like a female X-Wing pilot and stuff. And some of the, like, it's stuff like that. It's just interesting. I think it's interesting. Did you read about, um, did you see that thing where Kevin Smith visited the set of Star Wars? I never read that stuff. Because, first of all, I don't want all that background information. And second, I'm kind of getting tired of Kevin Smith as, like, the insider on all things nerdy. I don't like think it's Kevin his Smith choice, though. He just got invited. a statement about the Batman costumes. Like, I don't care. He's not making movies much anymore, is he? Pretty... Well, he makes movies. He's just made he that... makes little horror movies yeah. every now and then. He has that Tusk one coming out. Yeah. But he said he got to go into the stage. Stage oh. M. The Millennium Falcon. That's nice. I think if I were him, I wouldn't want to be... I wouldn't want to do that, all that either. He's spoiling it for himself, too. I mean, I I know that's awesome. But I wouldn't want the inside story on everything that was going. I don't on. think he got the inside story. He just he just JJ like sent him an email, and and said, "Do you want to visit the Millennium Falcon?" Or he just said, "Do you so want you can to come do marketing for us?" Visit, I, yeah, probably. probably that's exactly. <laughs> but he saw them filming some scene or one scene, and then he said, "You can't." Talk. He said they walked in, and there's a big sh- there's a big poster of a imperial soldier with a you know thing that says "Loose lips sink starships." <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're having a lot of fun with it, and I think that's a step in the right direction. But that's—I mean—that's at least what he said. I mean, he's just saying that it really feels like right. Like all the, it just between just hearing that and then watching the things. Oh man, I'm so excited! Yeah, as soon as Harrison Ford heals up from tripping on his own spaceship, he like broke his leg. Man's like seventy years old, dude. (laughs) Don't tell me, tell him. God only knows what they what JJ had him doing. I mean, because, you know, J.J. expects you to run, like, from from room to room all the time, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, fully kinetic, come on! <laughs> Programming for cats. <laughs> Lots of quick, random action. Yeah. So you broke Harrison Ford, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Something even George Lucas couldn't do. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's what's weird of watching those film entries too, because you always assume like, yeah, well, he directed the first one to that, and then the other better directors. 
But then it's like, I think Empire had less, but on, on Jedi, he is there in every shot. Yeah, in Jedi, he's he is, controlling everything. But that's why he's I'm, talking to the actors with the director, and they're asking George. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, he directed this movie. Yeah, he he pretty much did. Yeah, yeah, Richard Markman <laughs> apparently was like a. Yeah. Yeah. Just a puppet. Well, director. he just needed a director that wasn't part of the the directors' guild because he'd had so much trouble with the directors' guild from the previous movies. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently, he didn't really like what Irving Kershner did with Empire, which to me, well, you know, that's that to me is like like he. he <laughs> I just can't. I can't discuss that. Yeah. I, I just there's nothing there's nothing the way I can. But they really even played a little about. clip of that. He's like, yeah, you couldn't really do much, you know. It's kind of boring because we can't, you know, we have to end in a place and we can't really. <laughs> and you're reading <laughs> these articles that say that the reason they froze, Her- like Han Solo, is because they didn't know if Harrison Ford would ever come back. So if Harrison Ford hadn't come back, then Han would have just stayed frozen, and that was the plan. It's like, oh my god, that'd be terrible. Just would have stayed frozen. It is they interesting. Like, well, I guess. Well, well. That was the idea of like, if they come back, we freeze them, and maybe we unfreeze them in another movie later on. All I know is for certain that we're going to watch that, and at least one of those old people are going to die in the next movie. Because Lawrence Caston is writing this thing, and it it said in between Jedi and the Empire one, like, multiple times. It's like, it comes up like ten times, like, Lawrence Kasdan wanted to kill this person. George wouldn't let him. Lawrence Kasdan wanted to kill somebody here. They wouldn't let him. It's like, he wants to kill some people. He just wants <laughs> well, somebody to have some kind of... Harrison well, Ford Harrison Ford's wanted Han Solo dead for, you know, 30 years. Yeah. So I think they're going to kill... He'll probably kill Han Solo. I mean, they're, one of those guys is going to die. I kind of hope so, because... It has and, to and be. You think it has to be. Because they're going to focus... Hopefully they don't kill all of the original cast. I think they might kill Harrison, though. Surely, because they have a story reason to kill Luke. It's sort of like if he's the Obi Wan figure, you could kill Luke. But if he's the Obi Wan figure, though, he (laughs) doesn't have to die because he's kind of in the shadows anyway. Like to, you know, step out of the way of the new generation of Jedi. You don't have to kill him. He just has to be the one who taught. Like the Yoda is like, I've taught you well. Now go do things without me. Yeah, he he would just be good. Like coming off the mountain for a while to say some wise words and then going back up on the mountain and that's all you see of him. Yeah, and then you could kill Han because really, it's true there's nothing to do with Han. Like, it is it is true, it's like, the the whole problem with the expanded universe is when you're reading like, Han's flying around the Millennium Falcon and stuff and it's all kind of weird and embarrassing it's like, he doesn't really have anything to contribute here. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they portray him because he, and it seems like in the expanded universe, at least what I read, he, he kind of ends up becoming like devoted husband. You know, he doesn't really do too much. But you know, they can stuff, manufacture you know, all kinds yeah. of discon- like they could say they, they broke can do up anything or something they want. Like they don't have to follow that at all. I hope, I, my hope is that they don't directly contradict everything because that that's going to affect certain people. But they're not going to come into it and say that. But, and, happy. and they don't yeah, have yeah, to say we're going to follow that lead because you know you've done like a million of those stories and we can't take all of that into account. And I don't want them to. You kind of feel like it's going to be like the kids are getting the whole gang back. Well, yeah, and they're going to. My whole danger. hope is they're pulling cool the see. Millennium Falcon out of mothballs. It's going to be horrible if he still flies. He's seventy and he still flies the same spaceship. It's like that's my dad. <sighs> <laughs> I was like, you guys are like pretty, probably well off in the galaxy. You know, you guys are blazing oh, yeah, in on this stock like sure. freighter going, hey, me and Chewie in the Falcon. I'm like, oh, God, Dad, come on. <laughs> He's not got that dog <laughs> with I'm him. I'm sure Leia is probably, you know, 
high up in po- you know in the political. Yeah, she's like the area. president well, of the universe. Are, they're all like generals. He's like too. flying around in his old spaceship. Like, oh god, come on, man. <laughs> Listen to Skinner tapes. Want a race? Like, oh come, Dad. Nah, so there needs to be something where right. something happens and he like he just he pulls the sheet off the Falcon. <laughs> That's the scene I keep okay, imagining. Son, here you go. He's basically he's he he's McConaughey in in Days and Confused. <laughs> you know that dude. <laughs> so that'll be fun to see. Well, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right. Either that or still wearing okay. that vest, the same. Outfit. Yeah, that's the funniest. Like in the covers, like he is. I mean, I, I have to admit, here we are talking about Star Wars again, but it just, I mean, I, I want to see it, and oh, that's, yeah. that's the reason why it's I want to see be it. Fun. Because I want, I don't know what, I want to know what happens to these characters. You know what? It's going to be gonna fun. It's going to be no fun. It what. sounds it's like they're having fun with fun. it, and I'm glad. Like to me, any level, it's all expanded universe now. You know what I mean? Whether you're making a movie or whether you're making a book or a comic, it's all expanded. JJ can make a fun movie though. Like JJ can yeah, make and that's all they want like to do. So. It'd be it'd be tragic if all they want to do is make a great Star Wars movie. And it's and they almost can't. set up to be like a fun. It is interesting how it's set up to be just the closure movie. They said that, but then the fact that they hired Ryan Johnson for the rest of them, and then other all these other people, they're moving on from established directors too. So it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna like kind of put a a cap on that those people in that story, and then we're moving on. So it feels like it's yeah, going to be gonna... one last ride. It's like Expendables. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, Expendables that's what it is. Yeah, Harrison I mean, Ford's that... in that one, too. <laughs> yeah. and that's... He's making the rounds before he dies. <laughs> and that's what it needs to be. And, and, and J.J., even though I've, I'm critical of J.J. when it comes to Star Trek, I think the stick that he does in Star Trek will work fine in Star I... Wars. Yeah, he handles nostalgia and other stuff so well. Like, I think it's going to well, be Well, I just think you really just think need the script gonna... to be right. The Star Trek, the way he visually did right. Star Trek didn't bother me. It's just, I, in that second one, the script wasn't there. I think the first script is good. The yeah, I enjoyed good, that I one. It's okay. I, I mean, there were some plot holes, but I forgave it, it what bu- they were trying it, to God, do. It bugs the hell out of me, though, like how they pick captains and, like, you know, how they yeah. you know, decide who gets to be, you know, it just goes against, I mean... It goes against Starfleet well, protocol. it does. Damn it. It does. It goes against Starfleet protocol. I mean, well, it goes against any kind of military It protocol. undermines the people that have been working for a year. I did drive out of the academy. He cheated on us. Is not going to get to be captain of a starship. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. I didn't spill my <laughs> yeah, blood in the really. mud for you to become captain. I didn't see my brothers and sisters die on Wolf 359. <laughs> for you to be pissing all over the Federation charter. <laughs> they were wiping their ass with a Federation flag. So that's going to be next Christmas, like a year, almost a year. Yeah, they're from determined now. to get it out because of the anniversary. So they're determined to have a movie out. I'm not. You're talking about Star Wars. I'm talking about Star Trek yeah. is determined to have one out in time for their anniversary. Oh, they are. I haven't heard about that. What'll be forty? But it'll be no. It'll be forty years in 2016 for yeah. Star Wars. Wild, right? Yeah, and it's and Star Always. Trek is moving up to fifty. That's why they want to have one out in sixteen. It's been interesting. I, I I just started a new job yesterday, and 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 I'm working with a bunch of young guys who are really into movies and stuff. And and uh, it was interesting having a conversation about like they were asking me, it's like, well, you you know, you like Star Wars? Yeah, I like Star Wars. You, what do you think about this new movie? And I said, well, I'll be I'll be happy as long as JJ don't screw it up. He screwed up my Star Trek. What? That was awesome. Star Trek was awesome. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is like, I mean, they're like, it's not as classic as the Harry Potter series. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> it doesn't produce the same amount yeah, of I'm a traditionalist. Points. I know a kid at work that's 24, and he is a super Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and he is the Star Wars fan and all the right stuff. So it gave me hope because it's like you're the young Star Wars I know that's this. Oh, like I talk to people Wars, at work like, that are school. like that mm-hmm. age that are, like we'll talk about movies and stuff, and they've never seen Star Wars. Like they're pointing at like. I got that Mighty Mug, so the, the Lando Calrissian Mighty Mug. And there was like, what is that from? It's like, you don't know. It's Lando Calrissian. It's like, what is that? I like, that, that that's, You don't know that's Lando Calrissian? People that don't know what Star Wars is. I, some people I'll I met, slap you right now. I, even, I think <laughs> I, when we met Scott, like he's one of my best friends now. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen like all of them. I was like, Jesus, good Lord, Jesus. <laughs> Scott, I was like, sit down. Come here. <laughs> We're watching these. <laughs> Did you have a childhood? Did you grow up in a tube? <laughs> like, what are you... Especially if you're, un, you know what I mean? Like, above I know. 30? What are you, some kind of asshole? That was all over TV. That's how I discovered it. Yeah, I didn't even... My parents never took me... My parents aren't nerds. You know, by any means. So I found all that stuff. And I, I would find it on TV. I used to tape it off of USA on Christmas huh. Day. And it was awesome. <laughs> I was so obsessed with it. Then they started coming out where you buy them, you know. So I didn't have a laser disc or anything. But I did. I, that is a weird. I, that, that's one of those things. It's like you don't like movies. It's like the original. You know, like, have you seen Jaws and Star Wars? They're the original. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure none yeah, of us have seen Jaws. Kind of like I mean, the the groundwork. Like, how can you like anything? I mean, is that becoming like Citizen Kane now? So, yeah, I've heard of it, but I, I I've heard it's good, it. but I don't well, like that's old movies. Probably the way it is. Yeah, especially. So, so I guess like, it is because people, so people like that don't watch have, older no. movies. Though I I grew up watching older movies when I was a kid with my parents. Like too. Maybe there's just too much choice now. When you think about it, there weren't as many movies coming out. Well, I find that now, even now on the weekends, I'm just like, oh, what should I? He's like, good lord. I was like, <laughs> there's like 300 movies my Netflix queue. There's like every. I, think. I know, and you don't want to watch anything. But then That's new what... movies are coming out, like to rent and stuff too. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty. I was like, should I watch this Criterion Collection movie of this thing? Or I was like, I'm just going to watch nonstop with Liam Neeson. Or, or you just get one. I get, I'm bad about getting the DVDs from Netflix. I'm like, I don't really want to watch Chicken with Plums right now, but yeah. I have to because I already got it. I don't feel like reading subtitles. <laughs> That's what I heard some of my other podcasts say. It's like, my Netflix queue speaks of a person who is interested in life and culture and documentaries <laughs> and classic films. Odd <laughs> Todd used to say that, where it's like you get Netflix and then you have all these movies in there that you think you're supposed to watch, like Spartacus and yeah. stuff, and then you never really do. You're not even and you watch get on there and like, there's a Turbo cartoon. It's like, what is this Turbo thing? It's like a snail. It's like a cartoon. I'm going to watch this. I am. And then I know, oh, or man. I end up watching Firefly for the 14th I, time. How about my, uh... I tell you a movie that I just got on Blu-ray that I hadn't seen since I was in the theater. You ever see Stardust? Yeah. I like, that's a cute little movie. I need to watch it again. I've only seen it once. Yeah, me too. And I saw it when it first came out. So, guys, I'm pretty sure this is good. I remember liking I have, it. Uh, uh, we go really back to the Netflix it. thing. I, I bought my mom a, a Roku box for, uh, for Mother's Day. And um, I just loaded it with my Netflix account. Oh, good. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting watching some some of the crap they watch, like old episodes of Matt Houston and stuff like that, you know. And and, uh, yeah. and then my nephew gets a hold of it, and it's all anime and, and all that. So it's just you know, it's kind of interesting to. It's like, man, these these cute these Netflix cute says a lot about a person, doesn't it? <laughs> 
It's hard to say because it is true. If you looked at my Netflix queue, because I look at my Netflix queue, I'm like, what is that? Well, you, you got to like, compare. You're your, going through moods and stuff, yeah, gotta, and like it's it's so autobiographical. It's like I was going through a phase. Like like my Amazon wish list is like there's like a million like Planet of the Apes things in a row. It's like yeah, I was in a Planet of the Apes kind of mood, so I like put a lot of those on my wish list. Now I don't even care about that anymore, but it's still there. That's what's like if you look at you got to compare that to your watch again list. That's the ratio yeah. of bullshit. <laughs> it's like, do you want to watch Ghostbusters 2 for the 30th time? Like, sure. I'll watch that. I don't know. I don't care. It's just like Netflix. It's a- because you watch this, we think you like this kind of crap. Yeah, watch this stuff over and over again. You can get in that rut. Which I stay in that rut, kind of. I need to get, get better there's about a, that. There's a few things I watch multiple times, but, you know, I... I get a constant influx of Blu-rays and stuff. Like, I need to get through. Like, like I bought all these Godzilla movies because Godzilla came out. And I was excited. I bought the Gamera collection and all that. It's like, well, now I'm like, oh, I don't know, watch every Gamera movie. Yeah, it's like after we've talked about it, like I've blown my what I mean, my interest in something. I'm like, I don't really feel like going back to that. Now we've already talked about it. Oh, we're tearing through some Star Blazers, though. I'll tell you that. I still need to watch that. Yeah, you, you get caught up on that because that'll be a fun one. Because I'm actually really enjoying Star Blazers. I watched that Purge movie. I've never seen that. I before. watched it too. That's pretty good. Because they keep talking yeah. about the second one. I was like, I didn't even see the first one. And in the first one, I just assumed it was some horror movie. Yeah. That cover looks yeah. really weird, like the guy in a mask. And I was like, oh, that looks. that's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. And that's Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I think it was on HBO that. one night or something. That, yeah, I watched it. The other I just saw yeah. it on HBO, and then I just did yeah. it on demand. I enjoyed it. I was a little worried about it. I thought it was going to be a little more intense than... I would have wanted to watch, but actually, I, I yeah, really like. It actually, wasn't that intense. I mean, it was it was an okay movie. I mean, it's 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 not a great yeah. movie. It's just basically an interesting little action sci-fi kind of mm-hmm. idea. It's just like a, it feels like a weird extended Twilight Twilight Zone kind of thing. You but know? I really like the concept. Yeah. Like it's actually like a thesis on violence. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's just the fact that it's like that sounds ridiculous, but then you're just there's a lot of moments that are just kind of tense. But you're just the whole movie you're questioning that idea. It's like so I guess would there be no violence? Everybody could just do it one night. That's interesting. You know, you just start. You actually start kind of start to ponder. It's like I wonder if that would work. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Then that's why it feels like just a big Twilight Zone episode mm-hmm. or something. You're like that's interesting. Well, it is like the Red Hour. It's like Star Trek. It, it got kind of heavy ah! when they. I mean, to, I mean, like preachy to me, like when they were trying to make a statement about it, how it's like the well-to-do going off and killing old, you know, poor people. Yeah. Well, they kind of did that a that's little bit. They kinda, I think the next one's going to be really like that because that's what it shows in that yeah. preview. But there's like having, next one looks like just judgment. But they have the auctions the wrong place and stuff, and you're like, oh, you know, some crazy old lady. I like the idea that their neighbors are trying to kill them, and then it's like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> that was the best yeah, part of it. Yeah, and then, though, like, right? yeah, the bell rings again. Like, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. That, I, I thought that was what weekend. the movie was going to be all about. It was was that. You know, it was uh, uh, the neighbors finally deciding to take their revenge out on the people, I guess, who they thought ripped them off or something. But Yeah, yeah that's up. a neat idea. <laughs> and that was one of the best beatdowns I've ever seen in that movie, too, where she – where that – Neighbor reaches for the shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of just an interesting... I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of nonsense. A lot of the character stuff's nonsense, but it, it's just... I don't know. It's just fun. It was just interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed it. All yeah, right. I, I, I liked it better than I thought I would. So. Well, I guess we're at a good point to stop. You guys should see Dawn of the Planet. I'm gonna. Of the I'm gonna. Yeah, I want to I go see that. 
it's definitely worth seeing. I know, I, well, this is just preview that. I watched the that first one again. I, I love that first movie so much. I watched it again just in preparation. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, to remember, pick that like, one up. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm so impressed. And if you watch some behind the scenes stuff with Andy Serkis, God Lord, that dude is amazing with that stuff because that's his voice too. I didn't even realize. Like he he only says a couple of things in the first one, but they talk all the time in the second one. And it his voice is not like that at all in real life. But he's like, you know, it's off. Oh, I was like, good lord. It's impressive. It's very impressive. <laughs> we'll watch that and we so will discuss. So it's impressive. I think it's impressive. I don't know if another word is. <laughs> no, I mean it. Lo- it looks really good. I. Uh, this is like they, that's a reboot that they've they've done very well. So. Yeah, better than the Tim Burton. Totally like, right. They, they, yeah. they, to me, they went back to closer to the original movie, and I really like that what they do with it. It's a reboot, no matter what you do, because it's not. It doesn't line up exactly with the original movie, but but it's very close. And I think, and if they're going to be like a trilogy, maybe I don't know what they are. Maybe it'll be more than that, but. This is this just for those who want to go see it. It it is like a, it's like not it, it picks up where you'd want it to be picked up. You're like all right, now what happens with those? You know what kind of society are they? Yeah, where you're getting a little bit closer to a Planet of the Apes kind of thing too. I like but, that. Yeah, and then and then and, and from the end of the first part of this, the end of this, it really there's, I mean there's a physical shift in some of the stuff they do, but it's also there's a big like philosophical shift. Like you know, and Caesar kind of recognized, and it's 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 just good movie. I mean, they're like kind of deep. This is kind of the Empire because it has a darker ending. It's a darker movie, but it's a cool sci-fi because it is questioning all. Caesar right. gets frozen in carbonite. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> precisely what happens. He gets frozen in the Arctic. Jeez, don't. Oh God! Of course, of course. And then they find him in Star Trek times. <laughs> exactly. in San Francisco. <laughs> and everybody and they're all apes. It's like. Yeah, but yeah. it's Star Trek. It's an ape. No, that would, that's that a crossover I'd love to see. Yeah, really. Star <laughs> Trek of the apes. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that, that first one, I, we could get it the next time, but I got in an argument with a girl. Me and Brooks did it. We worked with at the time about the ending of that movie, the la, the, the Tim Burton one, where it has the ape, you know. The oh, ape oh, Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, technically it could happen. I was like, yeah. And a horse, I could have a horse head right now. I mean, that, I mean you're talking about like, she's like quantum, it is science. They're going into this stuff it's like, yes, okay, you got me. It's like, that still doesn't make it good. It's horrible. How does oh. she explain that it could happen? Ape Lincoln. <laughs> I like Ape Lincoln. I don't know, but you could just say there's anything in quantum universe, you know, there's possibilities and, you know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. And in, in some universe, your audio equipment works. Well, what's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that universe, you probably are an ape in that universe, though. <laughs> what's funny about that is he clearly wanted to have a twist ending that involved like a famous monument, just like in the original. But that's what made it worse. It's like this is like the Lincoln like, Memorial. There's as so a monk. It's like why are they? That's what's interesting. This is so ape well done. You see, oh, that's what an ape society would look like. You know, they don't necessarily need to have clothes or cop uniforms. And- <laughs> That's what Abe Lincoln. Oh. Abe Lincoln. Lincoln. I know I get it. That's and my like, favorite. Done. Pitch yeah. done. Yes. That's like, that's all that I had that made written that, on a napkin. Made like that the whole ending, movie for that one He slides scene. that across the table. Ape Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Genius. Drop the mic. Yeah. Sex and chocolate. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. You like Planet of the Apes? That is a, that is a Game of Thrones ending. Jeez. Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right. Yo, what are you, why are these people apes? Why is it apes? Why are these people apes? 
Why are you, why are you apes driving the police cars? <laughs> That's my Transformer. You seen Entourage? I produced that show. <laughs> Alright. Um, you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thornk is on Dweebler. Uh, also, check out, we've finished up now. They are finishing up season four of Game of Thrones finally on a TV on the Throne podcast. Um, I, I'm halfway through episode nine right now. Or what? The episode nine podcast. So, so, uh, so they get that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll try That's to get some sad. of the Drunken Dead stuff out this summer. Uh, we just have too many things. We should we should catch up on that a little bit. I know. I've been reading. I've been catching up on the comic, and oh my god, if oh well, they did like a big special on AMC about making it, you know, like just a season five special. And I was like, yeah, I'm I actually am excited. excited. About this oh, I gotta wa- my DVR caught that. I gotta watch it. Well, it's just they talked to Scott Gimple, the guy, the writer guy. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I'm. I love this. I show. think it's gonna be yeah, fun. Yeah, really I'm excited. Yeah, I about think. It. I mean, they, I don't think they're ever gonna touch the comic. The comic is actually getting better, and the comic was already better than the show. Well, from what I understand, the comic is so out there that they couldn't really do it anyway. Well, I'm, well some of the stuff is too intense to do on yeah. TV. Well, I'm ready. There's gonna be something intense how they get out of that car, <laughs> car, that train car. <laughs> so that's gonna be. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. They, they, they really ended that on the. On a, not on a positive yeah, note, but fun. on a, on a but note yeah, that you... On something we'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes us kind of excited. For what's, so don't let us down. They keep saying they're not. Well, they no, don't bitch that. out on us. Don't you bitch <laughs> out on us. I, I have faith in this writer. I'll eat crow if it's wrong, but I, I have faith in this dude. I think he's... I think they positioned it well. I think they had to deal with some uh, things, and it was made for an awkward season, but I think... Like, this is his uh, season apparently they're, himself, because yeah, he exactly. understands... Apparently, they're returning to downtown Atlanta, too. They were shooting downtown uh, last week, mm. so... Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. And it looks like it looks like they're, they're looking for Colin Farrell to be in the next season of True Detective. Oh, really? They, yeah, they, I saw that story about that, how there's going to be four leads... Yeah, because they already said Jessica Chastain was was one of the Yeah, I love her. I like Colin Farrell too. He'd be good in it. Yeah, it'd be a good chance for him. And Brad Pitt. Remember, he said he wanted to be part of it. (laughs) That'd be cool. I could see Guy Pearce in a movie like that. Too too. much star power there. The thing about the Woody, well, they're both big stars, but they had the right chemistry. Mm -hmm. Too much. I mean, Ed TV. Everybody saw that. Those two guys. My brother shit on me. Rest. All right, okay. That's enough. <laughs> All right, so we'll talk to you guys later. In the meantime, my name is Sean. I'm Greg. And I'm Andrew. Now on to Transmorphers 4. Transmorphers. It might be better. Donnie Wahlberg. Dog crazy. Dog.